Everybody and welcome to the wonderful thing known as the 80s, or at least our interesting version of it here on For the Lore Plays Tales from the Loop. I'm once again joined by Roger, Joe, and Alicia. When last we left off, our three adventurers, I don't want to call them adventurers, that's not quite right, our three kids were setting off with their bird in a box to try and see, you know, where this thing came from. Remind me, did we name the bird? I don't think we named the bird. No, I don't think so, no. Oh, yes, we did. We named it um, the, the, the D&D thing that, that Joe had mentioned, or his character, I should say. Nope, did not name it. Yeah, remember, I? well, not officially, but you had mentioned some uh, bird type of creature in D&D, and that's, that's kind of what we referred to him as doesn't really matter yeah doesn't really matter so before we set off i actually want to turn back the clock uh, a little bit here because jackson and matea during the interrogation of your bird friend uh the two of you had suffered a couple conditions is that correct yeah i think so i've got an injury right and matea you were scared yeah that's right so the way this game works mechanically is you can spend some time with your anchor to recover that uh, condition, or you can spend some time with your fellow kids in the hideout to recover your conditions. So I'd like to rewind a little bit here and give you guys the opportunity, since you're still at your hideout, being Brandon's basement, to uh, roleplay a couple little scenes there and clear up those conditions before you set off on the rest of your mystery so she's, what do you have, Alicia, again? You're scared? Yeah, I think I, I picked up like a, I guess what's comparable to like a fear reflection, Mr. Rose. Is that right, DM? You you, you, had, you had to push through your fright to continue trying to calm the bird, and you did so, but you're still a little wary of him. Okay, got it. So yeah, it, it's like a basic fear condition. Whereas Jackson, you just got pecked on the hand and you were bleeding a bit. Well... From an art piece perspective, I know that my character wouldn't give a rat's ass about a bleeding hand unless it was it looked like really bad. Then maybe I could say just, you know, if you have something that I could wrap it up with and then take the time to work on that. Maybe Matea could give me a hand with that. No pun yeah. intended. I think if anything, I, I kind of carry somewhat of that not maternal sense, but like a nurturing sense. So I'm immediately just going to look for the first thing I find, which just so happens to be, even though we're in the hideout, I have like a band t-shirt in my backpack. So I'm just going to take that and I'm going to start wrapping your hand around it, applying pressure and just going. And before you even do that, I just kind of like walk up into the kitchen, grab the first aid kit, walk back downstairs, take the t-shirt out of your hand, put the first aid kit back in your hand. Thanks, Brandon. Good. I don't have to. I don't have to explain why I have a bloody T-shirt then to mom. I appreciate that. Well, I mean, it's the logical thing to do. So, how then are we going to get rid of this fear effect on her? I guess if fear stems from not understanding something, 
which we clearly can't understand what this thing is and why it talks, but we can still, you know, try to convince her, listen, it, it is still a bird. It's been messed with by scientists, clearly, but it's still a bird. We don't have to be afraid of it. Now, wait, was I fear, afraid of the bird or afraid that the bird would attack? Because if I was afraid of the bird attacking, then maybe you could try to calm me down while I'm trying to clean up your wounds. But if it's that I'm afraid of the bird talking, then, yeah, you're going to have to try to, you know, take me off the edge because I'm freaking out. Yeah, I think it was more fear of the general situation. And because this, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, it was after uh, Jackson had already been uh, attacked, if you will. So you were afraid of uh, suffering some of the same. So I would say... Don't worry. That's in the box. It can't get out and hurt you. And when we finally let it go closer to the loop, it's just going to fly off. It's not going to hurt you. You don't have to worry about it. But you're not even... We don't even have to worry about what's going on at the loop. We'll be far enough away. They're not going to see us. They're not going to think we did anything wrong. We're just setting a bird free. That's all. What if there's more of them, though? I I mean, I'm trying not to be a pessimist. I'm trying to be optimistic about this, but... More what? Are we going to assume there's only one? Talking birds or talking animals? Listen, I saw the birds. I know how that shit goes down. Yeah, they flew away. Like we, we, and by we, I'm going to glare at Brandon, (laughs) drugged this one to catch it. Like the other ones just flew off. They're not going to come and attack us. This is not a Hitchcock movie. All right. That actually is a pretty valid point. All right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Just don't be reckless. That's all I'm asking is whatever you do, I'm not going to promise that. All right, narrator, how close are we to being able to leave now? We can set off and we can actually uh, skip ahead to the next scene uh, if nobody else has anything else they want to do. I am unchecking injured. (laughs) Yes, and uh, Mateo, you may uncheck scared. Yeah, so. The the way that works mechanically is when you have a condition, you you lose uh, one die on your tests. So as you build up conditions, it's going to be harder and harder to succeed at your skill checks. So yeah, you guys were setting off. It was uh, just after dusk. Uh, you guys, you had told me you were walking. Uh, Jackson, you were carrying the box, correct? Yeah. All right. And, uh, you know, walking to, you know, the, the loop is not a reasonable you know, thing a couple of kids can do, but uh, you can walk to the the outskirts of town. Uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna move you guys over to another map here, real quick. So yeah, you can see that the the loop extends into Boulder City, at least underground. Uh, but the actual facility is kind of fairly far northeast of the city, and you can't quite get there without you know taking a bus or a car. I mean, maybe you could make it there and back, you know, riding bikes or whatever. But uh, oh. I. How far are we talking about? Like in terms um, of miles, approximately. I'm trying to think. I don't have a scale on this map. I could look it up in the book, but um, it is the distance of plot. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. <laughs> I will get you an exact measurement when that matters. But for now, the narrator says you can't. <laughs> so we're but looking yeah, at either having to get some bikes or or uh, take a bus. Mm-hmm. which, you know, in the middle of the, or not in the middle of the night, but at night, like, you know, if you're trying to hop on a bus at, at your age or, you know, just biking down the highway, uh, you know, somebody might kind of uh, catch on that that's not quite normal behavior. Okay, this uh, is, is still early enough evening 
we had established, or even afternoon, was it not? It was it was just after sunset when all this started going down. Oh, it was that I didn't realize it was quite that late. Okay. Okay, now in terms of uh lore for this reality, could we assume if this is a local draw for both kids and adults to go and just kind of hang out at the loop and whatever, that we could probably expect that it's also seen as kind of the romantic hotspot for young teens and whatever to go to with a car or pickup truck kind of deal? My reasoning here is we could probably hitch a ride in the back of a truck on the way over there. Okay, so... uh, Well, this is where my character is going to perk up and just because it's getting late. Um, it's, are we going to be back in before my parents get home? What time do they get home? I mean, they said they were going to be like out late, but I mean, that usually means like nine or 10. Okay. So narrator in, in terms of distance, then plot wise hitching a ride, we'd be looking at what, maybe five minutes to get there. Okay. So I was able to, uh, flip over to that page of the book from the center of boulder city to like the actual structure where you see on this map here like the main reactor and that structure it's approximately five kilometers in a straight line which of course you wouldn't be going there directly in a straight line so whatever that is in miles because i don't canada we're still looking if we get a ride it taking no more than five not even 10 minutes that'd be nothing to get there Uh, the only go ahead if I may offer, uh, because you had talked about, you know, where do people like hang out, like in view and this and that, uh, you know, if you actually head to the the park, like the northern parts of the park, which is a perfectly rational thing for a bunch of kids to be doing on a Saturday night, uh, you know, there, you know, that people like to, you know, hang out there and like, oh, let's, let's look at the, let's look at the loop and see if anything cool happens tonight. Kind of like, you know, those people who set up lawn chairs outside of Area 51. Right. And since it's functionally like a desert area like you you can get a pretty good look at it from the park brandon if we were to leave a note for your folks saying we're gone to the park just in case we're not back in time don't panic don't worry would they be all right with that i i i i i don't know what if you were to tell them that you are with me brandon or you're gonna crash at my place for the night to hang out I I, I I suspect that they would think something was well kind of up let me ask this then do you want to go I, I mean yes do you want to bike ride there or do you want to hitch I mean bike riding would probably be easier I mean a- hitching, hitching we don't know who's going to pick us up or who it's going to be or, or, you know, they might eat us like that. That's a thing. I I heard about that. I read it in a book. (laughs) Brandon, nobody's going to eat us, but I kind of agree with Brandon on this. The less people that know what's going on, the better. And the fact that we even have to, you know, interact with other people while we have this bird. I don't think it's a good idea. What if this bird wakes up or something happens? And, 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 and if they hear the bird is, we can't be the only ones. I mean, we're not like, wait, are we dead? Like, is that what's happening? Is that what's going on? Okay. We're not dead. That, that's that's a leap. Let's not worry about that. Okay, Brandon. Uh, well, actually, Matea, do you actually have a bike? 
I have a skateboard. I have neither. So either I borrow Brandon's father's bike or I ride on the bolts of Brandon's bike. Either one works for me. I don't really care. So, Okay. Well, are we doing this then? I think it's better than hitching a ride, personally. I don't, but I'm outnumbered, so that's fine. Okay. Brandon, do you want to ride the bolts or do you want do you want to drive? I I don't I don't I don't trust you to to, to take care of my bike, so you got bolts. Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm gonna climb on the back, holding on to the shoulder with one hand and the box with the bird in the other. Why do I get the feeling like when Brandon goes to get his bike, even though it's in the garage, it's still like chained up to a pipe and has a tarp over it? Oh yeah. <laughs> Moisture leads to rust. So does condensation. Mm-hmm. I can see him taking the tarp off, taking a little hanky out of his pocket, and kind of cleaning even the frame a little bit. Yeah, it's probably pretty accurate. <laughs> you got to keep it in mint condition. Mateo, are you going to go get your board, or do you have it with you? I have it with me. I keep my skateboard with me everywhere. And we're good to go, narrator. All right, then. So, like I said, we can skip ahead uh, to when you guys arrive at the, not just the park, but, like, the outskirts of the park. And, and like I said, it's pretty much exactly like Area 51. Like, there's some, you know, adults, like, hanging out under a tree. They've got lawn chairs set up, a cooler, a beer. <laughs> just, this is what they do in their free time. Just, it gives them an excuse to hang out and drink to, to say they're they're looking at the loop. And... Yeah, they, they're not going to pay too much attention to you guys because there's there's groups of people around everywhere. Some kids, some adults. It, it's a boring town. This is kind of what nightlife involves. Hey, narrator. Yes. Is it cold over here at this time of night right now? Would I be able to put on my leather jacket? I, you can. Like, it's summer, so it's it, it's not ble- you know blisteringly hot. Uh, once the sun goes down, so you can if you want. I mean, looking cool is kind of its own reward. <laughs> yes, please. I would like to. I would like to don my leather jacket. Uh, can you ping the map where we are, please? Thank you. Yeah, I was right around there, like the northern part uh, of the uh, park, closest to the the main loop structure. And there doesn't appear to be anything obstructing the view either, like no mountains. Those are off to the side. So we should be able to theoretically let the bird go there and be able to follow it along. That is certainly a theory. Okay, well, I'm going to look to the other two and say, okay, I'm ready if you do, are. Well, let, let's, let's go. Let's do this. I can't remember now. Uh, did Brendan bring binoculars? I believe something to that effect, yeah. Yeah. Okay. If nothing else, he has a sort of omens. It gives him sight beyond sight. Which is also coming with us. Wait, what? What? I guess you had to be there. He He's yeah. carrying around the sword from Thundercats, and that oh. was one of the uh, sword's functions in the animated series, that he could stare through, like, these little holes in it, and he'd be able to see far distances. I would assume the toy version has, like, some crappy little binoculars built into it. Probably. If not, it does now. <laughs> Oh, Brandon. Ironically, completely out of character, I had the $6 million man that had that in one of his eyes. <laughs> so you yep. have to look through his eye and get that. <laughs> That's right. Okay, well, then I'm going to open the uh, the box. And is he flying out immediately, or do I have to gently cup him and let him out? Yeah, you probably have to reach in, 
to, to help him out. You guys have calmed him down, so he's not like in a hurry to get away from you. So he, he feels safe in the box. So you might yeah, need to cajole him a bit to send him on his way. I'm going to very gently lift him up, but not be holding him like so that he can't fly away. Just in, cup him in my hands and I'm going to look at him and say, if you can understand, we're friends. And then I'm going to kind of point him towards the other two in case they want to say something. I'll just give it more bread. <laughs> be safe, little buddy. And with that, I'll lift my hands up and is he taking off at some point? <laughs> Yeah, you, you, you kind of like give him a little toss up and he'll he'll take to the take to the wing and head off to the northeast. Uh, you initially believe towards uh, the loop. Uh, let's see here. I know you guys have a skill that we can roll for this. Uh, I think we can just do straight. Uh, anybody who wants to roll, uh, let's say comprehend can do so. I've got a one in comprehend. Is that good enough? Yeah, it you have you, there's not going to be any negative effect from rolling this. <laughs> Do, do we each need to roll it or just him or just one of us? Uh, it, narratively, you can all roll it and we'll interpret that result. So, yeah, Brandon and Jackson, uh, the two of you notice uh, that it does. It's not actually heading towards the main loop uh, facility. It's kind of like curving off to the farther to the east uh, that uh, it appears to be actually avoiding the loop and heading somewhere beyond it, perhaps. How far are we talking about? Like a very wide circle away from the loop? No, it's kind of like skirting the perimeter. Like it's not like going around the loop and then coming back. Like it's flying not directly over it. Like it, it's not going to the loop. You can tell it's it's going elsewhere. Brandon, can you still see it? Can I? Yeah. I mean, it, it it's going to eventually kind of get out of your visual range. It is night. <laughs> Okay, well, that's not the outcome I thought we'd get. So, can you ping on the map approximately where we lose sight of it? Uh, I'd say probably somewhere, like, around there. So, and the two of you, since you each got two successes, uh, I'd say that you guys can kind of figure out it's probably heading, actually, somewhere to the coastline. You know that, you know, the Lake Mead, uh, the large lake that serves as the reservoir for the Hoover Dam, uh, is that way. And you you know there's, you know, numerous places a bird could go there. Okay. I don't think we're gonna have time to make it there tonight. But yeah. how do you going two to feel make about Hey later. narrator, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to my friends. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying Brandon and Matea. I don't think we're gonna make it before it's too late. Do you guys want to head back home and then come back first thing in the morning to see what's going on there? It would probably be easier to poke around during the daylight anyway. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, we're going to head back to town then. Yeah, not the uh, result you were hoping for, but definitely useful information for continuing your investigation. Yeah, so again, we can uh, fast forward ahead. You guys can arrive back at Brandon's house. It's late at night, but not like super late. Uh, You guys can get home before anybody would notice a couple of uh, teenagers roaming around town uh, unsupervised. Plus, you know, that's what kids did back in the 80s. It wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, so is there anything you guys want to do once you arrive back home? Sleep. It's been an exhausting day. <laughs> I'm just going to wave to them as I walk off and head to my place. Is your hand going to be okay, Jackson? You all right? I can't remember what did I do to my head. No, hand. your hand. Oh, hand. hand. Yes, it's fine. Thank you. All right. Well, then... uh. I'm going to head home. 
Brandon, do you need anything? Otherwise, I'm going to slip back into my house. Brandon, I think she was talking to you. Say that again. Sorry. I'm going to head back to my house, but I just want to check to make sure. Are you cool? You, are you all right, buddy? I'm fine. You worry too much. Okay, then. <laughs> I'm going back to my <sighs> You always get so defensive when I ask if you're okay. Yes, be- I appreciate it, but you treat me as if I'm an infant sometimes. I'm not trying to treat you like an infant. I'm just checking to make sure you're okay. You know, sometimes if something were to happen to you, I'm the first person they're going to look at. No, they'll probably blame Jackson first. A block away. Jackson's going to holler back saying, I can still hear you arguing. I just yell back at him, go home. (laughs) You too. And I point to Jackson. No, they're going to blame him first. You're safe. Mm, And I just kind of smirk. It's fine. Get some sleep. I'm going to crash. Today has been so exhausting. All right, then. Yeah, because before the whole bird thing, you had to spend all afternoon dealing with Jackson. (laughs) Yes. It's not that bad. He has feelings. You're not there to hear it, so your feelings are safe. (laughs) It's not wrong. All right, so uh, everybody gets a good night's rest. You wake up the following morning. Uh, so let's uh, start here with uh, Matea. How does a typical Sunday morning go at your household? Well, I get up in the morning. I kind of head on upstairs, and uh, I see my mom already kind of dressed. I could, I could tell immediately she's getting ready to go to church because the scent of her perfume is just overpowering. I'm like, oh, good God. Plus, you can see that she drew eyebrows on her face. So by default, you know, she's getting ready to go out somewhere to public. <laughs> So, you know, I, you know, check on her and she asked me as always, oh, you know, is there anything you needed? You need some breakfast? And I explained that I'm fine. And she goes, do you, do you want to go to church? And I immediately say, getting some toast. Have a good time, mom. And I just walk away. All right. Uh, Brandon, uh, how was your morning? A typical morning. Mom makes breakfast. We all have family breakfast. We all eat, uh, Typical Norman Rockwell style, like, you know, what did you do yesterday? How was your day? You know, that type of stuff. Um, I just tell him that we we had fun, that I tried to uh, convince Jackson that D&D was cool and didn't go so well. Uh, stuff along those lines. Went for a bike ride. Uh, I just kind of omit the other things. Um, they would get ready for church, but it's one of those things where my parents want it to be a choice for me, not necessarily something they push on me. So they're kind of cool with me just kind of sitting home and burying my head in books if that's what I want. Um, Because they don't think that if they force me, they know it's just going to make it worse. Right. So I think what we get here is uh, like, as the family's gathered around the table, you know, I'm assuming mom is cooking. Dad, actually. Oh, okay. So what we have is the scene of mom uh, looking through, you know, the the city newspaper. Yeah. And uh, happens across, you know, an article in like the local section that uh, apparently there's been some sort of strange weather phenomenon or uh, like an invasive species, perhaps. Uh, You know, scientists are still somewhat confused, but large groups of uh, 
dead birds and like other small animals have been uh, showing up in the area around Lake Mead. Attacked by something. Interesting. And then Jackson. I'm assuming your Sunday morning is slightly different from the other two. Yeah, not so much Rockwell. So he basically gets up. First thing he does while he's going for his morning leak is take the Band-Aid off of his hand and look if it's infected or not. I'm going to assume it's not. Narrator? Oh, yeah. Between Brandon's knowledge and Matea's mothering of you. uh, Yeah, it's fine. All right. So after I'm done in there, I'm just going to walk over to the kitchen. It's Sunday, so mother would have been in late from the diner and then back out early for the Sunday rush as well. So basically there's a plate with some leftovers from what she didn't finish, half-eaten toast kind of thing and whatnot, and cigarette butts in the the uh, the ashtray on the table. And basically he's just going to grab a few bites from that same plate and then just head out. You have a younger sister as well, right? She passed away. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I must have uh, missed that detail. No, she... Well, hold on a second now. I'm trying to remember. She either passed... No, I apologize. She did not pass away, but she was the reason why we left the father. His father. So, uh, you know, she's younger. Does she still, like, take care of herself? Like, how much younger is she? Sorry, I'm thinking here. I'm trying to remember. She wasn't, she was a few years younger than him. I I think it was around the 10 year mark. I'd kind of thought about her in terms of once he's kind of too old and out of the picture, she essentially, I could start playing as her. So yeah, she would have been about 10 years old. And yeah, he kind of would have, as a brother, just kind of peeked in the door and looked to make sure she's there and sleeping and fine. And then just still taken off, figuring that, she, like him, knows how to take care of herself as well. Yeah, so she's old enough to, like, pour herself some cereal exactly. and watch cartoons. Yeah. As that... long as she's safe, he feels he's done his part. Okay, fair enough. I just wanted to check in on that. No, thanks detail. for reminding me, Ashley. So is the plan to meet up back at uh, Brandon's house? I'm just going to walk towards Brandon house. Brandon's house. I assume that's what's happening. It does sort of seem like my place is, like, the default go-to, so, yeah. Well, it's literally the hangout. So, yeah. I don't know mechanically what it is. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah, you're not sure. (laughs) It just seems to be that way. Exactly. All right. So, uh, we can uh, say people are arriving at the door. Nope. What's the. Oh. I'm going to go see my sister first. Okay. We can can do that. Uh, Sister lives at home, right? Yeah, Elena lives at home. Um, she's probably still sleeping in, so I'm actually going to kind of sneak into her bedroom and then jump on the bed and wake her up. Oh, what the... What the hell? What, what time is it? Time for you to love me. Uh, no, it's... It's never that time. Come on, you know you want a hug. You know you want a hug. Give me a hug. Can you check back in? And she'll, like, roll over and look at the clock. <laughs> Two, three hours? No. Okay. And she'll like <laughs> meekly like lift up one of her arms. She's like, what what do you want? I wanted to talk to you about something. You remember what we were talking about last week with um with that guy? Oh yeah, yeah. What, what was his name again? Mickey? Yeah, Miguel. Yeah, close enough. 
he was at the park last night. Um, I had to go take care of something with Brandon and and Jackson, um, some friends of mine, but I saw him there. I think he looked at me. I made sure I looked extra cool. That's why I put on my jacket. And so she'll like, you know, brush your head, your hair. And uh, this is where I'm, I, as a narrator, I have a slight feeling. She'll say something like comforting in Spanish, like, oh, you know, that's so cute. I'm trying to make him notice me, Michelle, or Elena. It's just it's really hard. <laughs> Drawing from the well there, I see. <laughs> <laughs> this role-playing business is not for me. Like, uh, he'll, he'll, he'll notice you in his own time. Yeah. Maybe he needs a little more convincing. How, how long have you been interested in him? Oh my gosh. Um, well, probably since like last fall, something like that. Oh, homecoming dance, right? Yeah, he came into the theme of Knight Rider, and it was just <laughs> magical. Well, uh, maybe this fall, you know, school's going to be starting up soon. Time's going to pass a little quickly. Maybe by then, if he doesn't notice you, it's time to make things a little more obvious. Obvious how? It's not like I can afford a car and call it Kit. That's about the only way he'd notice. Listen, darling. You know we're a family of strong women. When I see a boy I like, I make sure he knows. That is my new ringtone. <laughs> Sorry. Elena, are you asking me to have sex with you? <laughs> <laughs> that is oh like i didn't see the receipts to the motels when you and dan went out that night no you you're never going to have sex just talk to him that's a good place to start i don't think it would do anything unless i sounded like a robot and i said it's time let's let's go to this place and no problem like miguel knight there's no way it's going to work out. I got to do something. That? You think he wants to have sex with robots? Okay. I, you know what would be a better start? Leaving my bedroom now. Well, just a heads up. The actual reason why I came in here, other than for you to move, is because mom left some breakfast there. Dad didn't come home again last night, so he's probably doing another double. Just a heads up. So if you see him, he might not be the happiest of folks. Hmm. Right. All right. Thanks, sis. I'll I'll mind the homestead while you're out. Well, not just that. Just make sure if you can. I don't know, but just write, Dad. Don't pawn this on the TV this time. I have no idea what he's going to do if he's short on cash again, and Mom's going to freak out. So just throwing it out there. Got it. And, uh, you know, tell Mickey I said hi. Hey, Mickey, you're so fine. You're oh, so fine. You're okay, my, my, time to move uh, on now. <laughs> and then I just kind of walked out of the room. All right. Very nice. Uh, so now will you be heading to Brandon's? 
yeah, I run to my room and I get dressed and make sure I just find, you know, throw together any random pair of jeans and t-shirt and shoes. Make sure, you know, I leave notes saying, dad, please don't pawn this on the stove. And I walk out. How many of these notes are around the house? We should be sponsored by Post-It. Seriously, on the stove? (laughs) You don't know. (laughs) You have no idea. You have to put them in places where people will be forced to see them. That's all. No, no, no. Dad would actually try pawning the stove. That's why we're putting it on the stove. Dad would try pawning the stove. But nevertheless, I put my post-it note on and I make sure, you know, there's food there for Elena. You know, she's all set to go. And then I head out the door and I basically just walk across the yard and head to Brandon. All right. So, uh, Brandon, is there anything you're doing to get things ready for when everybody arrives? I don't think there's anything particularly special I need to do. No, I just figured I'd ask. No, I'm just thinking, like, what would my character do? I'm assuming he's very Boy Scoutish, kind of in terms of being prepared for any eventuality or possibility, I should say. I would consult Dad's field almanacs that he yeah. know he has stored away in the library and see, like, what the required or necessary uh, provisions would be for your standard everyday adventure. And then make a knapsack or a backpack full of that. I think at this point I walk in and I look at Brandon preparing for things. And I just imagine he's like data from the Goonies. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. Not quite that bad. But close. Damn close. All right. I'll tell you what, uh, Brandon, make an investigate role for me as you're like going through those books. Do, do, do. Scrolling down. All right. Yeah. The, the failure doesn't really mean anything but you know if you'd had additional successes you know that might have given you a nice bonus later on but sure. yeah you you, ga- you gather up the, the essentials you've got water bottles and that sort of stuff for everybody you know, sunscreen <laughs> but uh yeah nothing exceptionally useful good enough for me well this time i'm guessing i show up knock on the door open the door we're ready to go <laughs> and jackson's just standing there you did no preparations right <laughs> Of course not. I just Hell, he's like, wearing the same jeans as he was yesterday. It's at least a new shirt. Out. <laughs> hey, Jackson, can I ask you a random question without you ever asking for a follow-up to that question? No. All right. Technically, you just <laughs> asked him a question. So. But if I ask you this question, do you promise not to try to, like, instigate or investigate further? Please? You're assuming I care. So, yes, just ask your question. You ever wanted to have sex with a robot? Well, in the 80s, the robots are not. (laughs) The 80s robots weren't that advanced or narrator out of character. Would they have been in this Tales from the Loop? (laughs) I, I mean, the concept of sexy robots existed at least, you know. In other countries, <laughs> in the eighties, not so much. I'll, I'll also remind you that you know robots are a part of everyday life. I mean, not you know like Rosie from the Jetsons, but you know when you go to the gas station, a robot pumps your gas. You know stuff like that. So like, they're not incredibly advanced. Yes, but we're also in the eighties, which means that during this time frame, such wonderful gems as the original Blade Runner, Terminator, yeah. RoboCop short circuit 
uh, all these things about like living robots, so to speak, are coming out in and Blade Runner. They're they're kind of normal human looking. Just saying. Okay, I'm yeah, going to uh, just keep walking without pretending like the question has any importance and just answer back. If she's smoking hot, fuck yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I got a deep clap. I got got a deep clap back for you. I'm going to, I go, I go, I go go to the shelf of the VHS and I hand a video of Calix Vina (laughs) to, 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 uh, it's like, yeah, this, this, well, if you're asking about the, okay. Yeah. Just don't tell dad I showed you. Brandon, have you watched this before? Maybe. And it's right there, Brandon, where you like look down at your watch. It's one of those cool calculator watches, right? Of course, yeah, yeah. And you notice that uh, you guys got to get moving if you want to catch the bus down to the lake. Um, we schedule. We got to keep it go. On it. Grab my backpack, lock up after us after everybody's outside, and head on our way. All right, yeah, you guys head down to you know the main street where the bus passes through on its way to the lake, and I, I think it's like you know fifty cents to ride the bus. Does everybody have 50 cents? I pay for Jackson. I don't even wait for I don't even wait for him to see if he has it. I don't even I make no I make no big deal about it. I just throw a dollar in. He's just going to nod at you. I don't even acknowledge the nod. I don't even I I know how you are and I don't want him even call that out. I just kind of go about my business. I pull two quarters out of my jeans and I just kind of drop it in there. As she's doing that in full speaking voice so everybody around me can hear i'm gonna say so how often do you use your dildo because it's lifelike isn't it i just look up at jackson heart and i say move if you cherish your life move i'm just saying you were asking about robots and you seem pretty dismissive about the idea i'm just wondering your dildo how often do you use it is it every day twice a day how often are we talking as my face is getting redder from the neck up. When you have to clean it, do you need like a, a a utensil to clean the crust off? Is it, I mean, or just you have something that dissolves it all? Can I roll for a kidney punch? <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I'm sure I have something for that. I mean, if you would like to roll force, I won't stop you. <laughs> Since I'm wearing my denim jacket, can I use a plus two bonus on that? No, no. (laughs) Fuck yeah! (laughs) Jackson, would you like to roll move to avoid it? No, I'm going to let her hit me. And I just quietly whisper in your ear, get fucked. And I just walk to the back of the bus and I sit down. Were you this morning? I didn't even hear it. I was too busy just taking and reveling success and kicking your ass. So do I have an injury here now, Vince? No, it's entirely plot point. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it did hurt. Fair enough. Yeah. If nothing else, maybe you gained a little more respect for Matea's right hook. Possibly. And as this is going down, like, the bus is full. Like, it's a weekend everybody's going to the uh, the lake. The only saving grace I'll say is that it's is since it is a Sunday morning, Matea, none of the uh, none of the other families from church are around to hear that. 
It's all right. I said get fucked pretty lowly. I whispered it. I didn't say it out loud. I mean, they none of them were around to hear the other end of that conversation. <laughs> I don't think that's the concern, darling. <laughs> oh, if that was, oh no, if that was the case, I would have just kind of quietly whispered around to people if they were Spanish. I would have been like, el cochino, and they would have known. For the French people in the audience? Pig. Okay, then. Question. All right, so looking at the map, is there anywhere in particular you guys are uh, trying to to get to at the lake? I'm going to assume we're heading towards the marina area, right? All right, yep, fair enough. Well, I would have grabbed uh, one of the newspaper, the newspaper that I saw my mom reading earlier today and just see if we can kind of, it seems weird that we find talking bird and the same time there's a report of weird weather patterns and stuff. So the area where they're reporting the weird weather patterns up near the beach, we might want to go check out. I don't believe the two are mutually exclusive is what it is. mm -hmm. And and yeah, most of the, uh, the discoveries, if you will, have actually been uh, in the marina and the harbor area, like a, yeah. a number of uh, gulls and pigeons and is that e- even other small animals, you know, squirrels, what have you, uh, have been showing up dead around that area. We should probably go that way then. I'm just following and along, so that's fine by me. Do you share the newspaper information with uh, the other two? No. You, you just want to look really smart when you get there, right? <laughs> No, it, it, it never occurs to me that they didn't read the paper. Oh, right. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> All right, so yeah, the, the bus pulls up to the marina. You know, half of the, the people get off. You figure the other half are heading all the way up to Boulder Beach or something like that. But, you know, people are heading down, maybe going to rent a paddle boat or something, but you're not interested in that. Uh, what, are, what are you guys up to? Well, looking for particularly like boathouses, warehouses, things like that, that look like they're not necessarily abandoned, but not in use because the way my character is thinking about the way Brandon's thinking about this, we find a bird, a bunch of birds that have been medically altered or, or, or screwed with a bunch of animals are being found dead around this area, which means are probably failed experimentations and if they're that close and they're just dumping the bodies, like just chucking them out the window because they're squirrels and, and rats and things and people really don't care about those. It's just part of, you know, life on the docks or, 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 or the harbor, so to speak. It just naturally happens. It'd be a great place to hide like a mad scientist lab. I remember reading a comic book about this once. Just out of character, because that was my first thought as well. But then the more I thought about it, the more I was like a a not mad scientist, but you know that a place that a lab that would be doing those kind of experiments on animals. If they're failed, they just chuck the animals into like a furnace or something and blow them. They're just little critters. They wouldn't litter unless, them around different parts of town unless, unless they're operating in a place where they don't have access to something like that. I walk to the edge of the pier or the edge of the Harbor where I kind of see Big Boulder Island, Little Boulder Island, Rock Island. Anything that would possibly be harming the environment and wildlife, I don't think it would actually happen in Boulder, period. My guess is it's on one of those islands across the way. Again, you don't know about this, or did you read the paper? 
I didn't read the paper, but I'm thinking to myself from any science fiction B horror film that I ever watched. Right, but you don't know always happens the, on an island. Right, but you don't know that this is the this is the weird part, right? My character knows because you read in the paper that they found a whole bunch of dead animals here. I haven't said anything to you guys about this. Only that I mentioned that I think we're looking for like some from a warehouse or something. You may be right, but because my character hasn't shared that and you haven't gleaned it, it's sort of that that falls under metagaming, so to speak. Ah, you're, you're, okay. You're, you're taking outside knowledge and applying it to the inside scenario. Ah, okay. Gotcha. And in a rare twist, it wasn't me. <laughs> you learned. I yelled at you once. Congratulations, Roger. All right. I'm Jackson's going to look at Brandon and say, lead the way. Where are we going? I take a look. Do I see anything that might fit the bill of what I'm looking for? Uh, that sounds like an investigate check. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you go through because it, it's it's the weekend. So, you know, some of the normal businesses that operate out of the harbor aren't uh, aren't in use right now. So there's a number of you know, empty buildings and whatnot uh, that you can like peek through the windows. Uh, you, uh, you actually don't see anything of, uh, of the type that you're looking for here. Huh? All right. About that point, I will sit down on like a bench and take out the newspaper and start like puzzling over it. What's that? Newspaper. You get those delivered to us? Yes. They're delivered daily. If you can afford them. Are you stealing my newspaper? (laughs) I mean, you don't get the newspaper? No. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah, that... Okay, that makes sense. Uh, Here, take a look at this. And I point to the article um, with the the dead animals and the weird weather patterns and the attacks and such. So, Jackson, as he points that out, you also notice the comics section. I'm going to take that and I'm just going to kind of not looking at Brandon, just put my hand out with the, the, the kind of twirly finger saying, okay, just give me the cliff notes version. What, what do we, what do I need to know? And meanwhile, concentrate on reading the comics. I take the comic page away from you. We talked about multitasking one thing at a time. I was listening and reading. That is the definition of multitasking. Right. And my point is that you can't multitask. You're physically incapable of it thus far. I have smarts. I just start to snicker. I don't. I don't. I don't dispute that you have intelligence in there. However, you fail to have motivation, and therefore you are distracted by shiny objects. So, consider this class as in session. But yeah, if you look at this, they found a whole bunch of squirrels and pigeons and 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 rats and things dead in this area. And so I was thinking, if if what we found is something that was man-made, well, there had to be failures before success. That's, that's just how science works. All right. Uh, narrator, and this is meta, but meta just so that I can know what's going on here and if it's accurate or not. Initially, I thought, I didn't think you said where the animals were found. Does it say in the article that the animals, the dead animal, animals were found around this area or just dead animals found around boulder yeah well when uh brandon was initially hearing his mom talking about it she didn't specify but yeah once he actually was on the bus and was reading the article he was he was able to get some extra information that uh, yeah it's it's around the harbor area awesome okay cool i mean it, it's around boulder in general but the the bulk of it has been at the harbor area okay awesome 
And can I just ask one quick questionnaire? So I actually know the specifics. It is birds, squirrels, and both land and like aerial like animals. Yeah, I mean it, it's a number uh, of of creatures, but mostly you know, like I said pigeons, gulls, squirrels, rats, you know, anything along those lines. Yes. I'm going to, Jackson's going to look to Brandon and say, did they write whether any of these animals had like antenna sticking out or anything like our pigeon? I I mean, I would assume that whoever was doing this would pay off the people not to, to do, to say anything about that or they would take the technology with them. There there is no mention of it in the article, but interpret that how you will. Right. So then the question is, where are they all coming from? There has to be somewhere. Narrator, what are we seeing along this area where we are now? Oh, give me an investigate check, Jackson. Nothing out of the ordinary, unless you would like to attempt a re-roll. No, but even without any intelligence to speak of, are is there like um, shops or anything that we could go in and talk to people to ask if they've found dead animals or if they've seen anything. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a seaside on the weekend. There's shops, restaurants, bars, and anything you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do something really nerdy and at the risk of being punched by Jackson, I take out my sword of omens. And the like, fuck is that? I, I got no other ideas. So uh, please don't hit me. So, and I go through the entire motion, sort of omens, give me sight beyond sight. And I do like the whole like dance and like hold it up to my eyes and see if I notice anything different. Okay. So what I would like for you to do oh, on the character sheet where you have the iconic <laughs> item. Meanwhile, Jackson's looking at Mateo with utter confusion and what in the fuck is happening right now? Have I, I lost my mind? Silently motion to you, like it's just let it, just let him go, just let him. Go. It makes him happy. Let him go. What we're gonna do here is just make a straight heart check in the little drop down, and then click the the die button. That's two successes. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, so uh, what would you like to know? I'm looking for literally anything out of the ordinary a person or something that doesn't belong here basically something to put me back on the trail all right so as you're you're looking around as i you know, it's got like some crappy little binoculars sure. that's why i didn't want you to do straight investigate because i don't think the sword's actually going to help with that no. this is more about how you feel and like coming up with a hunch so that's why you rolled a heart there <laughs> so yeah uh, even though the sword did not help at all <laughs> realistically just through your own confidence, you notice uh, like off towards the east uh, where it gets a little more mountainous. There's a, a young person. You're not really able to determine more than they're not like, fully adult size. Could be a small adult, if you if you will. But uh, with a bicycle, like kind of up at the top of the uh, the cliffside there staring. She's got a or they've got a, a, a pair of binoculars a, as well. I point this out to YouTube like I put the sword away well it worked I kind of just kind of pat on Brandon's shoulder and, and, and I say, point and I point to the person that's way out of place with binoculars up on the mountainside I kind of point I kind of just pat on your shoulder Brandon I said you did a good job don't let anybody tell you otherwise you did a good job I'm going to go talk to them 
Okay. Jackson's going to take a step towards Brandon and say, let me see that thing. Um, um, no. No to walking or no to taking the binoculars? He, he, he wants to take my sort of omens. No. I didn't say I want to take it. I just want to look at it. I Fine. Jackson. He's just going to walk past him. Keep your damn toy. I'm going to walk over <laughs> to the person that, uh, that Brandon pointed out. All right. So I think that's where we kind of cut away. <laughs> Brandon and Jackson are kind of bickering over the sword as Matea is... Uh, Trudging up the uh, the trail that leads uh, up to the cliffside, determined to find out what's going on with this interesting new person. And that's where we're going to fade out on the episode, at least in character. But before we finish up here on For the Lore, uh, I think now is a good time to uh, look at some experience points. Because the way uh, Tales from the Loop Panel's experience, uh, it's something that you do at the end of every session. However, since our sessions are a little shorter than the average role-playing session, it's probably going to be every other session or just kind of where it feels appropriate. So what we have here for experience is I just ask you guys questions. And if the answer is yes, you gain an experience point. Okie dokie. Interesting. Okay. All right. And if you see on your character sheet underneath the skills, you have those boxes there for experience. All right. I'm ready. All right. So first question. Yes. Did you participate? <laughs> yeah. Check mark. Yeah. Everybody gets one XP. Okay. Yay! Have you been in trouble because of your problem or your relationships? No. Yeah. I'm going to say thus far, that's a no for no, everybody. No. Did you use or struggle with your pride? Pride? No. No. Okay. Possibly. I mean, he's Jackson. We can discuss this. Well, Jackson has been, for lack of a better term, Allie, <laughs> having to contend with, deal with a mothering young woman, and he doesn't even put up with that from his own mother. So not snapping at her, unlike Brandon, is... <laughs> I think is swallowing his pride and letting her fix up his hand and things like well, that. Well, it, it's not pride in the general sense. It's your actual mechanical pride on your character sheet. Oh, oh yes. Which for oh, you then, is that you can take a beating. Which, I mean, with the exception of the pigeon, doesn't really count. <laughs> well, there was the uh, gut shot that you just let pass without This is true! <laughs> retaliation. Fuck, I got... Thank you, Matea! <laughs> So wait a minute, so, and is that a yes for me since I used Dad's field guide? Yes, it was. Matea, playing the bass did not help. <laughs> Motherfuck. All right, fourth question. Did you put yourself at risk for the other kids? I don't think wrangling the bird really counts. So probably not yet. Okay. Well, hmm. no, wrangling no, the yes, bird I did. is... is Honestly, yes, I did, because I, I went on the adventure with the risk of being caught by my parents. And I offered to help you from not getting caught, which would have put myself at the risk of getting in trouble. Does that count? Well, yeah, if you had told Brandon to tell his parents that you were at, that he was at your place when that was clearly a lie, if they had called on that, I'll allow it. I don't think I actually have anything for this one. Okay. If if you don't think so, I'm not going to convince you otherwise. Well, I could make it work, but I don't, I, it doesn't feel right. So no. Okay. That's fine. And finally, have you learned something new and what is it? 
Brandon handed me that VHS. <laughs> <laughs> That's an experience point. <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> I learned that birds can talk. <laughs> I wouldn't say that's something you learned about <laughs> birds, but you learned that it's possible to make birds talk. Yeah, there's some science there that I learned. Plus, if you, uh, again, if you want to get cheesy about it, then he learned a little bit more about both Brandon and Matea, especially Matea, because a use of force when presented with a, um, a bunch of alternatives, be it speaking through something or using force is actually something that Jackson can understand because of his upbringing. So he learned a little bit more about Mateo. All right. Uh, Brandon, did you learn anything? I mean, lots of little things. I don't know if I learned anything profound. I think the bird thing applies to you too. Well, I mean, there are people butchering animals. I mean, I learned that much, but I don't know if that's really a thing. I, I'd say, especially like with the, the newspaper side of things, I, I'd say you've learned oh, enough yeah. to earn an experience point. I would actually, I would argue even more than that, Joe, your character, especially as somebody who is drawn to, you know, the sciences or intellectual pursuits, the fact that somebody somewhere is making animals speak, I think that's pretty big. Fair enough. Especially with the realization that it's not coming from the loop. Loop up to weird experience experiments. That's not, you know, that's news, not new, but this is new. exactly. Cool. So the way this works is once you fill in all 10 of those boxes, uh, you can raise one of your skills by a point. Awesome. Oh. And now that we know what the triggers for XP are, uh, maybe you can uh, out of character kind of focus your actions in character towards earning that reward. Fair enough. Nah, Jackson's just going to Jackson. Well, Jackson being Jackson <laughs> earns plenty of XP anyway. <laughs> All right, so that was fun. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I loved uh, the role-playing in this session, so thank you very much, everybody. And thank you very much for everybody listening. I hope you're enjoying our adventures here in Tales from the Loop, as well as our other adventures in Dungeons and & Dragons and Shadowrun, where we're all fucking dead. But that's beside the point. <laughs> you can find more of those role-playing episodes, as well as our regular gaming discussion over at ForTheLore.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at ForTheLore. You can also follow us individually. Uh, Roger is at Zen Buddhist. Joe is at LoaderZJ. Alicia is at Pizza Maid, And myself, I am at Samodian. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you back in six weeks for this or two weeks for more D&D.